This is the Pulse of New Hampshire. I am J-Dog, and joining me right now is a true renaissance man, in addition to being an advocate for wellness and health, as well as education. He is an entrepreneur. He is an author. He is also a swell dresser, a, an avid skier, Eddie Popowski's number one fan, a baseball awards presenter, pitchers and catchers. They're going to start soon. Trust me, that's they're going to report soon. And also a doting grandfather, a loving husband, and fantastic father the president and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental and the host of Northeast Delta Dental Radio. He is Mr. Tom Raffio. Tom, how are you today? I am doing fantastic, Jay, but dog. And yeah, the one thing we, we need to add to that, I'm the longest running host with the same show at the Pulse that has curly hair. Who has curly Correct. hair? Correct. Still goes on to this very day. Right. And one of the, <laughs> it's true. And one of the beautiful things about radio, it's given me a real platform to share not on, not only oral health messaging but you know various nonprofits and other important and compelling initiatives and so that's really uh, today's show so without further ado um, I'd like Claire Grunfelder who's the director of human resources at New England College and Lori Bienefeld to uh, introduce themselves um, in the spirit of transparency uh, Lori can come on board too um, Lori, of course, works with me here at Northeast Delta Dental. Lori has recently been promoted to Vice President of Finance. So congratulations, Lori. Thank um, you. And it's worked with me uh, side by side for uh, many years. And Claire, and again, in the spirit of transparency, long ago, uh, worked in the HR department um, at Northeast Delta Dental and, and now is the Director of Human Resources at New England College. And as mentioned, Lori is the VP of Finance um, at Northeast Delta Dental. But um, Claire and Lori are here today on a different capacity. Um, Claire is the board chair of the Crisis Center of Central New Hampshire, and Lori is the treasurer and board member of the same organization. So perhaps with that little background, Claire first, and then Lori, give us a little bit more background on, on yourself, and then we'll get right into uh, Crisis Center of Central New Hampshire and how you got involved. Sure. Well, thank you so much, Tom. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. And thank you for using this flat platform to highlight this very, very important agency and the work that we do in Merrimack County. And we'll talk more a little bit about what we do. But um, I got involved with the Crisis Center of uh, Central New Hampshire. I think it was um, early 2021. Our very good friend, Connie uh, reached out to me an opportunity having <laughs> she's, she's gotten us involved in everything I think she has but I, I have to say Tom to, to preface how I specifically got involved with CCCNH my time working at Northeast Delta Dental I started there back in 2003 and left in 2005 so that was 20 years ago and something that I learned working at Delta Dental that stuck with me for the past 20 years has been the importance of, of serving in your community and giving back, not just in terms of a business doing it, but also individually the impact that you can have. And there were many projects I, I got involved with in my two years there that were just absolutely eye-opening and, and such a pleasurable experience to be able to do it. So many, many years later, as I, I left the state for a little while, I had a lot of personal life changes and 
coming back to the state and being a position where I was ready to become more involved in my local community in Concord, uh, Connie connected me to the CCCNH at exactly the right time. Um, it was just the right time for me to get involved in something local. Um, the values and the mission of what CCCNH does closely aligned with the work that I wanted to be able to do and how I wanted to give back to my community. So um, I attribute being part of this um, agency to, to Connie. That's great. That's great. And, you know, we uh, we do uh, definitely promote in our company people getting engaged and involved What you know, whatever the you know, whatever the cause is, you know, whether it's human services, food insecurity, the arts. Now, Lori, you have a big job here, as I described at Northeast Delta Dental, plus your involvement in other organizations, including uh, Woman Aid. So tell us uh, what got you initiated and, and involved with uh, the Crisis Center of Central New Hampshire. Well, you're going to laugh because I, all too, was recruited by Connie Jowski ah. to be involved in this organization at a similar time frame. I think it was actually the end, the third, fourth quarter of 2020, uh, where Connie approached me. And I had been interested in uh, nonprofit board uh, leadership. And I, I was already, as you said, in Catamount Women Aid as a board member and the treasurer. But um, uh, Northeast Delta Dental had given me the opportunity to go through the Hoffman Haas training program, which is the nonprofit board membership program training. And uh, so I was looking for a, a good fit and CCCNH with their mission and the, the good work that they're doing in the community, um, helping people um, flee from domestic violence uh, is, is really touching to my heart. And um, I'm glad to be involved in the organization. I'm glad that Connie came to me. Uh, so I got on the board uh, early 2021. And then in 2022, the longtime then treasurer of CCCNH uh, came to the end of his term. And so they asked me if I would become the treasurer. So I said, yes. And, um, you know, as you get involved with these organizations and you learn more about them, they be, they become so much more important to you um, just in general, because you get to know the people involved. You get to see how hard everybody is working to um, help these survivors get through what they're going through. And, and, you know, many of these people, um, have to leave situations with nothing more than the clothes and on their back and the shoes on their feet. So it um, it really is uh, a good work, and I'm glad to be part of it. Well, thank you. Both compelling reasons. Thank you both. And uh, and I uh, also think it's wonderful, Lori, that you're taking your uh, your technical skills, uh, being good with numbers, um, and taking over the treasurer position because. Um, as compelling as the mission is, as you both know, you know, no money, no mission. Um, so I think that's really important. So obviously this is a, uh, a compelling topic and there are other organizations out there like the Campaign for Legal Services and others, you know, that deal with this very awful topic. Um, so um, why don't you, I'll go, go to you, Claire. Tell us a little bit more about the Crisis Center of Central Hancher. Is there a, you know, a catchment area? Is there a, how do you interface with you know other organizations you know that uh, also help survivors? Yes, great question. Thank you, Tom. Um, CCCNH, we've been serving um, victims and survivors of domestic abuse and sexual violence, human trafficking, and stalking since 1978. So that's 45 years 
that we've been around. And our catchment area is Merrimack County, which includes uh, Concord, of course, and other major towns. Um, we, we have a lot of services that we offer. We, we cover a lot. And I've been through the advocacy training that CCCNH provides for our advocates. And it's really mind boggling how many different agencies we work with to help survivors that come to us. Um, we have a couple of services that we provide. We have a 24 hour, seven days a week hotline available. Um, we have uh, text and web chat Monday through Friday, 8.30 to four. Um, we also have a shelter. We actually have the state's largest shelter. Um, I obviously cannot disclose the location of that shelter, um, but we have a 21 bed, seven bedroom facility where we can house uh, people who need um, housing immediately and temporarily. Uh, we also offer court and legal advocacy. That's also an area where survivors need a lot of help and know where to start. It, it's very, very challenging and very difficult to know where to go to get that help. So we offer that. We also offer support groups as well. Um, we offer family violence prevention. We work very closely with DCYF, which I'm sure many folks know who they are. We also offer accompaniment, accompaniments sorry, for survivors um, to court um, hospitals and forensic interviews. I, I think anyone can imagine if you've been through a, a horrific event involving domestic abuse or sexual violence and you have to go um, and seek medical help or go through the court system or legal help, having someone with you who's familiar with the process and can walk you through that, um, help you understand what's going to happen to you, what you can say, what you don't have to say is very important. So we offer that as well. And another key strategy to our agency, and this is where I like to tell people, we, we want to work ourselves out of, out of work eventually, because that would mean there would be no domestic abuse, sexual violence, human trafficking or stalking. Um, so education is a key component of what we do. We go into schools, colleges, and speak to students uh, of, of all kinds of ages about um, the critical importance of these very difficult and delicate subjects. Wow. Well, well, well said, Claire. Thank you. And I think for the listening audience, and, and I learned this um, when I was still very involved with the campaign for legal services and 603 Legal Aid, is that to the extent that um, the violence or domestic abuse um, is not in the criminal courts, but the civil courts, that um, it's not like on TV where the state provides an attorney. Um, you know, in, in a civil case, um, you know, you need to provide your own attorney. So I, I, I'm, I'm glad you, uh, you know, pointed that out. So Lori, what do you think, um, so you've been, you've been engaged and you have your own sort of perspective on all this. What, what do you, think are the biggest issues and challenges facing um, survivors? And is that the correct term I should be using? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, many of the survivors struggle with behavioral health, mental health and substance use disorder, but housing really remains the most crucial issue. As you all probably know, uh, New Hampshire is in a housing crisis, and it has been for a long time. Um, the emergency shelter is always full with 21 beds. And last year, we provided 
over 4,700 bed nights for survivors. And so um, we're the last line between homelessness and staying in an abusive relationship. Um, our emergency shelter and housing programs are crucial to the community. So I'm going to pick up on this after after break. Um, so Jay, this is so compelling. The website is cccnh all one word dot org. Jay. Yes, it is. As well as uh, the non-emergency number, by the way, is 603-225-7376. Again, 603-225-7376. Emergency number is 866-841-6229. Again, 866-841-6229. Claire Grunfelder, Director of Human Resources at New England College, as well as Crisis Center of Central New Hampshire Board Chair, Joined by Lori Benfeld, Vice President of Finance, Northeast Delta Dental, as well as a CCCNH Treasurer and Board Member. We'll talk more after the break here on Northeast Delta Dental Radio, right here on the Pulse of New Hampshire. It's the Pulse of New Hampshire. I'm Jay Dog, and we usually have one guest, but we have two guests this week on, on this edition of Northeast Delta Dental Radio alongside Tom Raffio. I am Jay Dog, and we have Claire. Gruenfelder, Director of Human Resources at New England College, as well as Crisis Center of Central New Hampshire Board Chair, and Lori Bienfeld, Vice President of Finance at Northeast Delta Dental, and uh, Crisis Center of Central New Hampshire Treasurer and Board Member. And we're talking about uh, the Crisis Center of Central New Hampshire. That's cccnh.org. And I'll uh, let you three uh, carry the conversation the rest of the way. Thanks, Jay. So I'm, I'm going to take it back to Lori Bienefeld. Um, so Lori, you were talking about uh, the, some of the challenges facing um, survivors, including housing. Of course, you know we've had we've had the catch folks, on, you know, on the show, and I think anybody that picks up a newspaper or reads anything knows that uh, housing um, is obviously an issue. And then I think Claire, you mentioned all the, you know, the uh, relationships between, you know, you know, you know, mental health and some you know, addiction issues. So it seems like this whole topic is tied into, you know, a holistic set of issues, you know, you know, that are, are out there. So it's, it's pretty amazing work that you do. So um, did you want to comment further um, on the, uh, the biggest issues facing uh, survivors, Lori? Really, um, what I pointed out about housing are our biggest issues. And as I said, the, the shelter is always full and we also try to sometimes put up people in hotels if absolutely necessary, if we have the funding available to do that. So we make every effort to get people out of harm's way and into safety. That's our major concern. So um, we do coordination, you know, phone trees and get people the help that they need. So um, that's the biggest issue. Yeah, it's like Maslow's hierarchy, you know, safety is, uh, you know, is uh, is number one. Now, you mentioned funding. So how, tell us uh, how we can help as individual citizens and companies and what what are some of the sources of your funding? Well, uh, we have well, our largest event every year is called WAM walk in a mile in their shoe, walk a mile in their shoes. And it's an event that's um, held in downtown Concord. And this year it's going to be October 2nd, 2024. And um, it's the 10th anniversary this year. And the event takes place during Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And it's held on Main Street in downtown Concord and is known for its competitive edge 
among first responders such as Concord PD and Concord Fire Department and the St. Paul's School football team. And everybody comes and they bring their favorite shoes, whether they be uh, fancy um, stilettos or uh, platform shoes, high heels, slingbacks, wedges, thigh-high boots, and more. And men, women, and children dress in funny shoes, and they walk a mile. And the point is to raise awareness for critical issues in the community. And it points out that, as I said earlier, sometimes the survivors leave their abusive relationships with only the shoes on their feet and the clothes on their back. So it really raises awareness. It's a really fun event. Um, there's a lot of camaraderie and it's it's a short little walk. So it's not a big commitment and it's, it's a great community event. So that's one of the ways that we raise money. We also get funding from uh, the coalition, um, the Concord Coalition, uh, which uh, gives us funding from different federal agencies for domestic violence and sexual violence. And um, so we have a variety of different funding sources. Plus, we have another fundraiser that we're looking forward to, which is um, more current, and that's April 10th on 2024. And that's the annual resilience breakfast. And that's going to happen at St. Paul's School and it raises awareness of sexual violence in our communities and celebrates the resilience of survivors. And this year's guest speaker will be Emma, Emma Mannion from the documentary Victim Survivor. Um, to sponsor this event, you can make a donation and the email is fundraising at cccnh.org and sponsorships start at $250 and go up to 2,500. And there are many other ways that you know, individuals can donate and um, help survivors. And in addition to donating money, they can donate um, goods and um, products that we use at the shelters, you know, that people need in their everyday lives, shampoo, soap, stuff like that, and even diapers, because sometimes, unfortunately, there are families, you know, with children in the shelter. So, um, you know, any any donation or volunteerism, you know, there's so many ways that um, people in the community can help. I love the symbolism of the October 2nd event, you know, that people, you know, to escape an uh, uh, abusive situation, that, that's it. They run out uh, with what's on their back. Um, so we might have to get your, your predecessor who retired to uh, do, a, do a walk and <laughs> see if you and I can beat him because I understand that he's been doing a lot of walking. So. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the website, again, is cccnh.org, and that, that has information on both of those events, including the April 10th Resiliency Breakfast. You know, I like that. Um, and I know you have some funding from the coalition and these events. Do, is, there, is there any state funding that you get? The state um, works through the coalition. The coalition gets the funding from these different sources. And I suspect that some of the funding comes from state organizations as well as federal organizations. But the point to the listening audience is this is such a compelling topic and all of us you know, need to write checks, you know, donate items, toothbrushes, you know, et cetera. So uh, really uh, thank you for pointing out those, uh, th those two events and your work. And I think Claire, like, 
with uh, Lori could also double not only as a treasurer but a, as your director of development. She had that roll right off her tongue. The two events, and it's great. So um, now you're changing your name to the Thrive Survivor Support Center, and that's really what I was kind of driving at in terms of the. I know in the uh, when we do the uh, Making Strides Walk, that there's a big emphasis on calling the survivors thrivers. So I don't know if that's kind of a similar thing here, but tell us tell us what brought about the name change or the contemplated name change. Sure, I'll, I'll, I'll take that question. Um, we have had many different names since we started in 1978 and our name sort of reflects the evolution of what we've become as an agency and also what are the, the people that we serve, what their needs are. So the idea of having Thrive Survivor Support Center as our new name is more truly reflective of what we do. Um, there's also been um, a little bit of, of confusion maybe with the word crisis. Um, we want to make sure that when people call us or reach out to us for help that they're going to get the help that they need. Um, and sometimes I think people hear crisis center and they may think of other um, needs that they might have um, such as mental health or substance abuse. Um, and those things are in part what we may offer if a survivor needs that, but that's not our primary um, you know, functions. So by changing our name, our goal is to more accurately reflect what we offer and, and what we do for our survivors. And just to tag on to what Laurie just said about the ways you can get involved, one really, really great way to understand what we need, um, especially if it's needs for our shelters to follow us on social media. We do have um, a presence on Facebook and Instagram and um, uh, also maybe LinkedIn, but I know Facebook and Instagram for sure. And from time to time when we have needs for products, particularly in our shelter, um, our, um, uh, our folks at CCCNH will post on there what the needs are and they'll include instructions on, on how to give uh, donations if it is toothbrushes or diapers or some of the things that Laurie mentioned earlier. Um, that's a great way to stay connected to us is, is through our social media. That's great. And again, the website is cccnh.org. So uh, you've recently moved into a new office. So where, where is that, Lori? And uh, what did that all entail? Sure. Um, so our headquarters or, or the business office just recently moved to 27 Warren Street. So it's right downtown. Um, and it was formerly the Warren Street Architects, for those familiar with downtown Concord. Um, we had a wonderful open house in November with dozens of local supporters coming to tour the new office space and show community support for the work that CCCNH does. Um, it was a long time coming, uh, this building. Uh, you know, before Claire and I even got on the board, there, they had apparently purchased a building that, um, I, I guess was just not suitable for the work that they were doing. So there was quite a bit of um, tumult uh, going on in the business office because of that. But they, they found this and it was, so they were so fortunate to get funding from the um, CDFC, the Concord, uh, anyway, the, the, there's a Concord, um, the city funded, the building through, um, you know, municipal funds. 
and they got quite a bit of money from the city on that and it was really really a godsend. I want to give a big shout out to the city for that and I think that demonstrates how we're all in this together you know yeah government to some extent in this case the city and then people individual energy and volunteers like yourself and then people out there that are willing to donate uh, either money or supplies and also I want to get more uh, corporations involved the uh, the website again is cccnh.org. In, uh, I'll give you each 15 seconds. Uh, what's one final thing you want to you would like to you would like to share? Start with you, Claire. Sure. I think uh, one thing I'd like to leave with people is you know this is a difficult subject to talk about. It's very very challenging, and I think if people suspect that there are folks in their community or in their lives that need help, you don't have to be in crisis to call our hotline. You can call and we can help um, help you start that conversation. This is a very challenging subject to talk about. So again, thank you for raising this issue, but I also want to make sure folks know that we can help with, with starting the conversation if you need help with that as well. And that's what I was hoping you were going to say, that that website is such a great resource. And actually, by maybe making a call, you might prevent a bigger crisis. Yeah. So I think that's great. So, so Jay, I'm going to turn it over to you. I know we're short on time. It's, uh, thank you so much, Tom. Again, cccnh.org. That is the website. Non-emergency number. Give it again, 603-225-7376. That's 603-225-7376. An emergency line is 866-841-6229, 866-841-6229. Another edition of Northeast Delta Dental Radio wraps up. We'll have another edition sometime next time here on the Pulse of New Hampshire. For Claire Grunfelder, Director of Human Resources of New, at New England College, as well as the Crisis Center of Central New Hampshire Board Chair, as well as Lori Binnenfeld, Vice President of Finance, Northeast Delta Dental, and CCCNH Treasurer and Board Member, as well as Tom Raphael, the President and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental and the host of Northeast Delta Dental Radio. I'm j Dog. We'll be back with another edition of Northeast Delta Dental Radio in the future here on the Pulse of New Hampshire.